0: Hey, Gary. Hey, Chris. What's up? Uh, you know, I was thinking lately about a new year, a new things, new ideas, about, you know, pivoting. Do you know a pivot? I believe I've used it once or twice. Have You mean you've used the pivot in your life? You've pivoted?
1: I've pivoted. Yeah. And it's gotten me out of a lot of sticky situations. A good pivot. Wow, a good pivot. Yeah. You know, where piv- you follow the foot. From one way to the other, you exactly. pivot and pivot. follow. And you follow. Oh, I've always thought of myself as a good follower. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I can get caught up in pivoting too
0: much, which ends up looking like a shuffle. Ooh, you don't want to shuffle. You don't want to shuffle. And, and you don't want to pivot too much. You know, everybody, no. last year, the year before, was all pivot to video, pivot to video. And we've pivoted too much, and now it's pivot to podcasts, pivot to podcasts. Oh, I see. I, oh, oh! Were you talking about physically pivoting your body? No, I thought you
1: were talking about physical video, like people were going back to buying VHS and like oh. buying VCRs well, again. Well, actually,
0: that's a pivot I would be interested in. Should we all pivot to VHS? gosh, I don't know where you would, you know, find them. Where did all the VHS tapes go? Right. Actually, I I know our listeners can't see us because we've pivoted to podcasting, but behind me is a shelf of VHS tapes. We've got uh, Sergeant Bilko, we've got Clue, uh, we've got, I think, The Stupids, I mean, uh, an American classic, The Stupids, Tom Arnold's finest work, perhaps. Never seen it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I would stop everything now so we could watch The Stupids, except we don't own a VCR, so I can't actually play any of those VHS tapes. But I am ready. When we pivot back to tape, I've got the tapes. You've got them. You've got them. And I'll have more tapes to share as this podcast pivots to something exciting and new. And if that doesn't encourage you to keep listening, I don't know what will, except the promise of wine, because we're drinking not one but two, here on an episode of what we still call... Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine. With your special guest, Gary Brintz. Hi, everyone. A delicious tasting of Tobin James Paso Robles wines. Musical guest, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And your host, the man who puts the oh-no in wino... Chris Barlow Okay, this is it. We're doing a real wine episode this week, Gary. I am so excited. That was fantastic. Let's pivot to Paso Robles. Yes, Paso Robles. Roblez. Robles? 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 Oh my, Robles? I don't, I, I don't oh. know. Which sounds more oh, exciting. Oh, I was going to bring
1: you the history book that I got from the hotel. I stayed at the Paso Robles slash Robles Inn um, when I first went there. The first time I had ever been... To Paso, let's just say Paso, Paso for depends. short. Or is it Paso? You know, it's Paso. Paso. Well, maybe. We got half
0: of it. I, we're we're, we're good. committed. We're it's good. Paso. And
1: you could what's great about this town, it's got two names, so you could pronounce both of them incorrectly. It's great. It's fantastic. So this inn, the Paso Inn, Paso Robles Inn, um, they have this amazing leather-bound history book for you at the hotel. And I said to the lady, I said, How much do you charge if somebody wants to buy one of these? The lady said, They're on the house. So you just get this free leather-bound history book? Leather-bound history book about Paso Robles, and it's kind of a big read. I, it's like a hundred-some-odd pages.
0: So Paso Robles is a part of the country where they're just handing away beautiful leather-bound mementos. Yes, sitting there right on your uh, little business desk in the in the hotel room. So perhaps that is a reason. I, I'm not entirely sure, but perhaps that is a reason they make such fine artisanal wines. Mm. Well, Paso was... Um,
1: I believe this—I'm not sure how long Tobin James has been around, but this—the uh, um, town of, of Paso has just, you know, exploded as the—really the, um, the central headquarters of California wine, because Paso is basically spot in the middle of Los Angeles and San Francisco geographically.
0: Aha! And you know, I have to say, I don't know where Paso is because in my brain California is just one big unending traffic jam, but yes. I do know that when I'm shopping for wine, if I see a red wine from Paso, I get excited. I, especially if I'm shopping in kind of a discount uh, mode, you know, uh, by which I mean when I'm always shopping. Absolutely. If I see a red, you know, like a medium-priced red that's from Paso, I usually think that's probably going to be
1: good bang for your buck. Absolutely. And this wine is best bang for your buck because tonight we're tasting two wines that are both priced at under $20 a bottle. Get the hell out. $18 a bottle from the source. You go to TobinJames.com, T-O-B-I-N-J-A-M-E-S.com. And you can get it straight from the source for $18 a bottle. Both of these that we're going to try today, which is the Rock and Roll Syrah. And I appreciate that name on a deep, deep level. Yes. Um, and also the notorious
0: Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow. Mm-hmm. I both. love I love anything notorious, especially an RBG. But my second most favorite notorious thing would be a Cabernet Sauvignon. I would think so. And uh, both 2014, which was a great year.
1: I had a great 2014. I hope you to do, Chris. Actually, we didn't know each other we yet. We didn't
0: know each other, but we're sitting in the apartment I moved into in 2014. I Here have we go. fond memories of 2014. I, I mean, there was the time I had to throw a bed into a dumpster because I was fleeing my apartment in like the dead of night. But besides that, Great 2014.
1: Yeah. And did you say you were fleeing the apartment? Flee bombing
0: the apartment? No, or uh, fleeing Flee. Flee. Like, F-L-E-E. Flee. But, you know, not... Like, did you
1: have to get out of the apartment in a hurry? And, um, and then... So to speak, yes. Okay, yeah. Yes.
0: I, you know, not not in that I was being chased. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give that impression. No. But it was in that I had to be out the next day.
1: I was being chased in the beginning of 2014. Really? By some bedbugs. That's how I started 2014. So when you said fleeing, it triggered me thinking oh about the bedbugs. Oh my goodness,
0: bugs. that's terrifying. And I rough. do have to ask you to burn your clothes and the couch uh, you're sitting on right now. You know now. what, I don't think I owned any of these things in 2014 that I'm wearing, so... Thank God. We're good. And I know you didn't own this wine because it was still being made in 2014. Still being made at
1: Tobin James Winery in 2014.
0: So why don't we take a moment to see how it's aged. What do you think? Let's do that and our first uh, tasting is going to be the Rock and Roll Syrah. I'm all about it. Spoiler alert. We tasted it before we began and that's why I am so enthusiastic about this wine. And I guess I've spoiled the tasting so let's just begin as always with the sniff. Go ahead and sniff that wine as loudly as possible. Oh, it is so good. It's kind of like sticking your nose like deep into a musty barrel of goodness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's dank, but it's dank in all the right places. I just jumped
1: into a pool of fruit. Just a
0: pool of fruit. Like, dark fruits, cherries, plums.
1: Yeah, we're in the deep
0: end. Mm Mmm. Well, I can't wait any longer. Let's take a sip. Let's. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, man. I, oh gosh! I cannot get enough of this, actually. I am loving everything about this. And I'm not much of a Syrah drinker normally. I like Syrah, but I would definitely go to several reds before Syrah. And this is a great Syrah. I mean, again, the sniff had us in that bowl of fruit, and uh, or
1: that pool of fruit. We dove deep down in, and, and the taste, you know, I love the moment of silence you gave us. Don't rare. You rarely do. You have a moment of silence after a nice sip of wine, especially on an audio podcast where where that will cause people to stop listening. Oh, of course. But, but we don't want anybody to stop listening. But this is so good, it deserves it. It deserves a moment. The rock and roll is so good that it deserves its moment of silence. That's really saying something. You
0: could say it's in the rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see myself out thank you but it's not from cleveland it's from paso robles
0: (laughs) how confusing (laughs) and i still can't pronounce it right no but now that you said cleveland i'm like i know exactly how they would pronounce it in cleveland and it's paso robles (laughs) i got this great wine from paso robles you Mm want to try it yeah i can say that because i'm from illinois just one word paso robles paso robles you know in chicago actually In Chicago, we just like to add uh, an S to the end of everything. Everything becomes plural when it shouldn't be. So this would become Tobin's James. Tobin's James. Is that a Chicago thing? They
1: pluralize everything? we
0: love to pluralize. Like, back in the day, there was Montgomery Ward. Classic, you know, Sears era. Montgomery's wards? It became Montgomery's wards, yeah. The wards as if it was wards of, like, a city. Um, you know, we had Marshall Field, which <laughs> became Marshall Fields, even though it was Marshall Field, uh, okay. and, and many more. So I'll say this, uh, rocks and rolls Syrahs is fantastic. And it makes me want to go to Paso Robles yeah. as a Midwesterner and as a New Yorker. And those are two very different feelings. They really are. You're a Californian of sorts. You've been out there. You've lived out there yeah. and you're an East coaster. How does, how does that make you feel? Do you feel a split personality?
1: Absolutely. I'm having a, a day-to-day identity crisis about
0: this, so I'm glad you brought this up. Wow, I had no idea it was such a serious problem for you, uh, and I am not an accredited or licensed therapist, but please tell me, how does that make you feel? Well, I think you having a podcast actually gives you some license to ther- therapy. To therapy? That's yeah, correct. absolutely. I mean-
1: All you need is two microphones, and you can call yourself a therapist.
0: Yes, actually, that is the Fraser Crane model of therapy. And, and I got my degree just by watching Fraser. Oh, gosh. So let me just lay down on this couch and open up to you like Barbara Walters. Ah, uh, Thank you very much. You will just have to pick up the microphone and hold it directly above your head for the entire time you're laying on the couch. Absolutely. But as long as that's comfortable, by all means. So the identity crisis that I've been having is
1: really um, the fact of sunshine you know, being uh, something that's, that's good uh, for our, our mental health. And and in California, you have maybe seven to ten big
0: days of rain. In the entire year. The I, entire, thought, I thought you were about to the the say of sunshine. Year. And I was like, I thought you had more sunshine than that in California.
1: Yeah, no, I, I count just the rainy days as kind of like very exotic. Weather is exotic in California because it doesn't really change. So, I understand. I do. So, so the the harsh reality I'm dealing with my first year back in New York City is just how it um, how it takes how it takes over trying to get through this first winter. But also the fact that you know sometimes I see people holding a face in these in these big cities, these big uh, metropolis and
0: Metropoli, metropolis.
1: Yes, um, you know in big metropolis people hold a face, and I always think, man. The, the, They're holding on to their face.
0: You know, actually, uh, there was a moment. Back when I lived in the apartment, I had to flee. So we're talking 2013, 2014, the simpler times. Mm -hmm. And I was headed to Mm. i believe a super bowl party i was headed out to some event uh some you know social gathering some friend's apartment out in brooklyn and maybe i didn't want to go so much or maybe i was having a bad day or maybe i just had new yorker face you know what i mean yeah and i was walking down the stairs into my subway station and i i in my mind am just passive i'm not thinking anything specific except i'm thinking about where i'm going i guess and as i'm walking down the stairs this big guy big burly guy passing me just goes why that face
1: yeah the
0: look of the metropoli yeah and and I had to I had to ask myself why and um, in hindsight I'm pretending like I don't know why but I absolutely know why I didn't want to go to Brooklyn
1: who does <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was doing what all New Yorkers do which is they kind of grin and bear it except the grin is like a painful gritted teeth kind of grin right um and sometimes we just shouldn't Sometimes we should just let go and relax. Yes! So appreciate the times
1: when you can let go and not hold your face.
0: Tobin James, for those times when you want to not hold your face. Wow, I feel that right now. I really do. You can relax your face with Tobin James. Oh, my face is so relaxed. And I, I think it's going to get even more relaxed as we taste another Tobin James wine. Exactly. So exciting. But first, before we do, I want to know. <clears throat> if you just had to give this one a rating out of five, what would you give it? And I will accept very high decimal points. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say I have to give the Rock and Roll Syrah a five. And That's a very high decimal point. It's, it's 5.0000. 5. 000. 0, all of the
1: zeros. Yes.
0: After the decimal point. But five before it. Now, and the, what will happen if you like the Cabernet more, though? That's we the, will oh, see. I know. We will see.
1: I know. Can I explain my five? Yes, I want to know. Great. My, my, my five, the reason I give this wine a five is... Is because it puts a steak on my palate immediately. There's not not any flavor of the, of steak that I'm getting from the wine, but I immediately want a big plate of red meat looking at
0: me. You're and right. Having this wine paired with it. The second you said that, I like can taste the steak juice in my mouth right now. Paired
1: with this. Yes, so oh, beautifully. Be so perfect. It's got an it's got an oak
0: finish to it too that
1: you just know would pair so well.
0: Mm. Well, I love pairing things, and I think there's nothing better to pair with one wine than, than another, another wine. <laughs> so we are going to move on to Tobin James Cabernet Sauvignon after this word from our sponsors. And we're back to Chris Tries to Review Wine, where I, Chris Barlow, am trying to drink wine with Gary Brints. And Gary, a former Californian, brought me some of his favorite wines from Paso Robles? Let's Robles. stick with Robles. Let's Robles. stick with Robles.
1: Gosh, <laughs> we're Americans. Why are we going to hide from it?
0: You're right, Paso Robles. I mean, we're sitting here the State of the Union's about to air, and I have to say, there is nothing more American than butchering the American language. Right, and I'm sure some Which isn't called that anyway. No,
1: because I'm sure some saint from Spain, yeah. you know, Saint Paso is probably very upset with us, but you know, I, we we respect his memory and we Honor his life by...
0: By getting drunk in his name. <laughs> Which, honestly, if he's a Catholic saint, really just makes sense. It does. Oh, and speaking of drinking, we're moving from the Tobin James rock and roll Syrah to the Tobin James... I'm sorry, what's this one called? This one is called the Notorious Ooh. Cabernet Seveillon. Oh, I love something notorious. And I love a Cabernet Sauvignon. So those two things, they go perfect together. Would you like to pour us a glass? Chris, I have to pour you first, because what are friends for? I was going to say, what a good host. And then I remembered, I'm the host, and you're the guest. So it's kind of backwards. And now that we've got our glasses full of some notorious Cab Sauv, we're going to begin, as always, with the sniff. Go ahead and sniff that. (laughs) And tell me what's different this time. Ooh. This is sharper, actually.
1: Cabernets tend to be fuller bodied, for sure, than right. And
0: I'm suspecting it's gonna be drier, which is exciting. Uh, Hmm. There's maybe a little more vanilla in there. Oh,
1: I, I, I get more cherry, too. Oh, yes. I get more cherry. I,
0: you know, I used to love vanilla Coke and cherry Coke, and my favorite thing was to get a vanilla cherry Coke. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be just as good? Well, there's only one way to find out. Go ahead and take a sip. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm a big cab drinker. And this is not my typical cab, which is actually really exciting. It is way fruitier and juicier than I was expecting. Mm. I don't think it's as fruity as the Syrah, really? but I think
1: it's it's definitely got this um, structure to it. It 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 has it has sort of a way of being. Um, it's almost like a fuller flavor, but it's it's not as tannic as most. Uh, Cabernets. Yeah. Most Cabernets tend to have a little bit of in my the back of my jaw, like a little.
0: Yeah. That and, happens. And actually, and this is
1: lighter than that.
0: Yeah, and that tannic thing. And if you're like, what is tannic? Titanic? Is it? Is it an iceberg ahead? Uh, the tannins, tannins are just uh, a thing in red wine that people say a lot. They go, the tannins. Oh, the tannins. And when a wine is really tannic, I usually feel like it's got a real dry feel at the end. It often uh, hits you in the back of the mouth. where yeah. It's it's like, oh, I, I almost feel like all the, the liquid just evaporated. Right. Um, and that is frequent. With a cab, actually. Cabs can have that bite at the end. Uh, this this is a lot lighter. This almost, now that I say that, this is like a Pinot Noir. Oh, wow. This is like a really bold Pinot Noir. And in fact, as someone who loves both Pinot Noirs and Cabernets, it's kind of like my two favorite things had a baby together. Mm. And I'm the uncle. And I'm so proud. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good to be an uncle. You can always give him back. Oh, my God. As someone who just adopted a dog and is sitting right next to me, I know that feeling now. Were you the uncle of this dog and, and this dog? I, was, yeah. I am the uncle of another dog, which convinced me to get my own dog. Ah. And I've learned quickly that it's not the same as being the uncle of the dog. Mm-hmm. It's obviously so much better. I love my dog. Do not tweet at me. I love my dog too that's right that was the dog the dog agrees we know it's true she's got such a uh, um vocabulary for for being five months i know she is a quick learner uh and i did get her hooked on phonics nice admittedly now she's an addict but you know i thought it would be important to get her uh uh, gotta get her hooked on something early early is the key and then you know what she's hooked on and you can work with it you Mm -hmm. can work with it Let's talk about this Cabernet a little bit more. I'd love to get hooked on this Cabernet. I would, too.
1: Um, What makes something notorious? You know, because it's a big thing to put on a wine label. I know, right? It's a big thing. Like, oh, you know, like,
0: would it say the infamous Cabernet Sauvignon? Yeah, weirdly. Notorious... Has a positive connotation to it. It's it's badass. Whereas infamous has a negative connotation. That's like it it, can only go downhill from here. Yes, you know, you know, and that makes me wonder, what does Tobin James say about the notorious Cabernet Sauvignon? We have a little segment we like to do called dramatic readings of wine labels. Please, Gary, give us a reading. I auditioned and I got the part.
1: Tobin James Cabernet Sauvignon notorious. The Paso Robles wine region in California is known for producing outstanding red wine. Perhaps the best is Cabernet Sauvignon. Our long-growing season, warm days, cold nights, and challenging soils are the perfect recipe for outstanding Cabernet Sauvignon. We at Tobin James select as many as 12 different vineyards across the region of Paso Robles to bring us a broad palate in which to create this perfect Cabernet. This wine is delicious, young, and can be
0: enjoyed immediately. Or, it could be aged for many years to come. Mmm! Well, I feel like I just understood what they mean by notorious. This is notorious soil, a notorious region. Yes, It's uh. talking about the earth. The earth of Paso yes. Robles, which was
1: rich with warm springs. Uh, it was, the, Paso was first known for its hot springs really? when the region first came to be. It was a, a train station basically between Los Angeles and San Francisco. And the whole city was built out of these hot springs. And people would come to Paso to, um, uh, to heal themselves. But it was also known to be very uh, sacred land. So there was a lot that went on with you know people businessmen coming in and buying out either the uh, the saints or um, you know I'm not remembering what religion but there were certain uh, you know uh, religious figures that had a large part of uh, part of the land it was. Um, it was also uh, partly owned by the Indians as well. Still, you know, uh, some tribal lands as well. So I mean, the the soil
0: is kind of notorious in Paso, and kind of a, a magical combination of people and places and and um, ways of life of ba- of literally different worlds coming together in oh, one absolutely place. Absolutely converging. Yes, that's exciting. That's synergy. That is, dare I say, notorious. Hmm. And you know, one other thing I noticed in that dramatic reading, which, by the way, well done. Thank you. You know, I didn't know if uh, the music was going to run out. I wanted to make sure I, I kept it short and sweet. You know, don't worry. It's looped. But it was short and sweet. So beautiful. And one thing I picked up on was that they sourced their grapes from many different vineyards in the region. Absolutely. That's really interesting to me because obviously a lot of times you think about like one winery that has its fields of grapes and those are just the grapes. And here, there's something exciting about the fact that this is the whole region at large, basically. The best of the region combined into one bottle. Absolutely.
1: And I think that's what every winemaker in any region is trying to do. They're trying to source the
0: best grapes from a a wide range of the land. Wow. You know, that is basically what I think winemakers do. But I haven't been to Paso. I don't know. I just get to picture it as if it's some kind of magical hobbit-like land where the, the hobbits prance around with their... Sarah. Mm. Isn't that what hobbits do? I haven't
1: seen those movies. I they're think... waiting they're waiting to take your bags at the Paso Robles Inn.
0: That's right. That's With where it. they are. They hand you the leather-bound notebook and and they No, take... they don't
1: hand it to you, you actually find it right in your room.
0: Wow. Yes, yes. Kind of like a magical quest has just appeared before you. It is it is very Tolkien. I suppose. Again, haven't seen those movies. Don't tweet at me. I don't have time for it. I have a dog. Wow, Gary. I have to say, uh, I've had Gaspring wine before. If you listen back recently, a good friend and my cousin brought some great Sauvignon Blancs, and I loved them. But these are hands down the best wines anyone has ever brought on the podcast. Oh, gosh, that's a big statement
1: to make. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate that. And I'm sure Tobin James appreciates it even more.
0: You know, I hope they do. They're not paying me, but they seem really cool. And I just want cool people to like me, man. And you know what? They will. They
1: love everyone. Tobin James, this winery is so amazing. Um, They have a... uh, a house on the premises where people can rent out rooms and stay at the winery. Uh, they have a a European cruise, which seems like almost every year, where they take one of those river boats and a bunch of cl- uh, wine club members down the the Rhine River, and you're tasting wines in France with Tobin James. Um, and it's just a, very much like a beautifully uh, like. It's still, even though it's this huge winery, they're making tons of wine every year. It still has this mom and pop shop feel to it. So if you walk into the tasting room, you'll really feel like you're at a family winery. And I think that's what every winery strives for, no matter how big their production line might be or no matter how many wines they make. Um, I love Tobin James. I love all their
0: wines. These are two of my favorite, which I was so happy to bring you today, Chris. Man, thank you, Gary. I have to ask the final annoying question, which is, since you rated the Syrah five out of five, can you give the Cabernet a higher rating? Is it possible? Is, I don't know. Numbers don't really mean anything anymore because they're facts and what are facts, but obstacles what are to numbers? the truth. Exactly. So feel free to tell me that you give this Cabernet a K out of five, a Z out of five, maybe uh an emoji out of 5 mm. all of those would be valid answers it would be an emoji out of 5 actually which emoji though it would be the
1: emoji where it would be mm, would it be the emoji of the wine bottle going into the glass would it be the emoji of a smile i was thinking crying tears of joy oh i love you mean the waterfall tears yes yes there we go, you nailed it. Again, tears Waterful of joy. Tears of joy. Because mm-hmm. every time I close my eyes and and drink this cab,
0: I'm back in the soils of Paso Robles. Smelling that beautiful leather-bound book. Oh, mm. What a what a fanciful place that must exist somewhere, but it's far away. Chris, you know what? I brought you that book.
1: No! Yes. Get out. Yes, here it is in my bag.
0: <gasps> here it is. The I'm Paso Robles right history book. I can't wait to read it. We'll share more about it by following Chris Tries to Review Wine online. For now, I'll tell you the best place to go is tries to Review dot wine, or you can search for Chris Tries to Review Wine wherever you get your podcasts. But most importantly, stay subscribed because we've got big, exciting news coming soon. Maybe not as big and exciting as the bold flavor in Tobin James wine, but goddamn, that gives me a high bar and I'm aiming for it. That's right. We're going to start this year high and we're going to get even higher. And you know, I'm about to watch the State of the Union, so I'll probably have to start high and get even higher. Gary, as always, thank you so much for coming by and truly thank you for bringing some of the best
1: wine I've tasted in a little while. Chris, I really hope you invite me back again. I'd love to
0: bring you more wine and more Uh, of Tobin James. uh, Sold and sold. Uh, Where can people find you, Gary? Do you want people to find you? Would you rather stay hidden? No, I'd love people to find
1: me. Uh, The best way to find me is actually on the Instagram. I have at Gary Oki where you can catch me uh, singing some of my favorite acoustic covers
0: uh, with me and my Martin guitar named Elizabeth. And I look forward to having you back on the show very soon with Elizabeth. Thank you. Because it's about time we had some musical guests who are really here. Although, I have to say, Earth, Wind & Fire was supposed to show up. I don't know where they are. They sent me some text about the A-Train, and I gotta say, like, okay, how many times can you blame it on the A-Train, guys? Come on, guys. (sighs) But at least I had you, Gary. What a pleasure to be here, really. Cheers. And cheers to Tobin James. The founders of tonight's feast, thank you guys truly. If you're out there listening, I appreciate it. TobinJames.com And as always, ChrisTriesToReview.wine. I already said it, but I'll say it again. From all of us here at Chris Tries to Review Wine, good night, America. Chris Tries to Review Wine is a Dapper Devil production. This week's episode was produced and edited by Chris Barlow. And as always, you can find out more about the wines we taste at Chris to Wine. That's Chris Tries to Wine.